Welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Kurt Souter and Chad Russell, and uh, it is a great uh, day to be with all of you listeners. We want to thank you for being a part of uh, Solid Steps Radio. If you are just tuning in, you've never heard us before, welcome. Thanks for listening in. And if you are a regular listener, hey, thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for being a part of Solid Steps. Uh, Many of you have prayed for us and encouraged us uh, through Facebook, through emails, through texts and phone calls, and so we just want to say a huge thank you. This is a show for men by men, and so we've got two men in the studio today, and we're going to hear their stories, and we're going to hear how God has used them in in the midst of difficulty and uh, some suffering. You know, the Bible tells us that... uh, that we we really can have uh, when we have eternal life when we trust Christ uh, that it doesn't mean that everything is going to go great uh, it doesn't mean that everything is going to be a piece of cake in fact uh, these two guys have had incredible times of uh, suffering um, and so uh, Rich Lavaster it's great to have you with us today. Thank you. Welcome to the show, and uh, we're going we're gonna to unpack your story and talk about uh, how God has worked in the midst of uh, uh, the difficulty that you've had. And uh, Mike Graham, welcome. Thank you. Mike, Mike, you've been on the show before in the past. Yeah, different subject. But... A, a totally different subject. <laughs> and uh, when Chad and I, we were, when we were talking about uh, connecting and, and doing a show on guys who have had to go through suffering... In both of your cases, it's the suffering of cancer, and uh, you know, going through that difficult. My first, my the first name that popped into my head was Mike Graham, because uh, Mike, you have had uh, quite a journey. I have. I've been uh, dealing with cancer for 28 years now, and I've went from one type to four types. You got four types of cancer. Four types currently. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, guys, I, if you could just see Mike this morning, he come, he comes walking down the uh, hallway, and he's got a big blue UK hat on. I, I said, "What, well, Mike? What's going on?" And he he's got this. Why why do you have this hat on, Mike? Well, I had surgery on my head yesterday. I had some biopsies removed, and there's tape all over it, so it looks like I have a Jewish Omicron today. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I just did this. I didn't want the audience out there to see this and and be offended by it. I don't don't think the audience will see it, but anyway, that's... Mike, you you have battled cancer for 28 years, Mm -hmm. and the doctors told you... Uh, 28 years ago, they, they told you what? They told me with the nature of the cancer I had, I had six months to live. And you've been around for 28 years. Yeah. Probably because some people prayed for me and God bless me. <laughs> but yes, you, I have. You are, uh, I, I always uh, tease you, you are like the Energizer Bunny. Yeah. You just keep going and going and going. I, I'm, I marvel. In fact, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but I went to the hospital to pray with you. This has probably been at least eight, eight maybe ten years ago, something like that. And I laid I, as you laid there in the hospital bed, and you had all kinds of stuff hooked up to you, and you looked pretty miserable. <laughs> and I remember praying, Lord God. 
just take my comb. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, I would have loved to have done that. <laughs> and, I, and, and I remember going home and telling my wife and saying, uh, I think, I think, Mike, I think, I think the end has come. Yeah. I think the end has come. And uh, we prayed for you. And I mean, within like three weeks, I, I see you walking around and you're up and about. And I'm like going, this guy just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> Well, it worries you sometimes when you go back to your doctor and he says, well, I never expected to see you again. <laughs> so, and that was a cancer doctor. So That was, that was the cancer doctor. He my, said, my wife was taken back by that a little bit. <laughs> so, Mike, how, how, what has, okay, in the last 28 years, what has been the most difficult part of you just battling this cancer, uh, now four different types of cancer? Yeah. I think just the inconvenience of it more than anything else. I'm, I'm serious about that. Just the inconvenience because of the appointments and the CT scans and the surgeries and the um, uh, MRIs and, and the hospitalizations and the chemo and the radiation. It just, it's been an inconvenience. You know, I had other things I wanted to do. How many, how many surgeries have you had over the years? I've had three surgeries. Three surgeries. Well, three surgeries on the cancer. I've had about forty surgeries on my head. I've had five brain. I've had brain. Tu- the brain tumor has. I've had five surgeries for that. Wow. And then I've had on the other on the sebation on the squamous cell carcinomas. I've had uh, probably ten Mohs surgeries on that, and I've had um, a number of surgeries on skin cancers. You are. Uh... Uh, you're a walking miracle, yeah, brother. Right. Okay, so so have you had have you had radiation? Had radiation. How many times radiation? One time radiation, thirty treatments on the brain. Full brain radiation? Uh, no, on the on the spot that just, was, okay, mm-hmm. just the spot. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. and then how many times have you had chemo? Had chemo four times. Four times. Two two for the lymphoma and two for the brain cancer. <laughs> you know, Mike. That's uh, why I don't have much hair now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, and there and and uh, and there's our hair comment again. We 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 talk about hair almost every show because I because Chad has a full head of hair and I would love to have a little hair. And Mike, you you uh, you're 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 um a little str- bit of, a little you're bit struggling in that you're you're struggling in that area yeah, as struggling. well. <laughs> well, I'll tell you when I was in the shower that one time after I had the second chemo treatment. All of a sudden, it just came out in clumps, and you probably yeah, know what I'm talking absolutely, about. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, and it just came out in clumps, and it was it was almost scary to look down in the shower and all this hair laying down there. And you come out and Sharon, my wife says, "What happened to you?" <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they told me I probably would lose my hair. It looked like I did. <laughs> so you know what happened though? What? The place where I worked, the church where I worked, the staff went out and bought me a wig. Did they? <laughs> they did. Did they really? They really did. They did you paid, wear it? Oh, yeah. I wore it every day. $650 they paid for it. 650 wow. bucks. I know they are expensive. Yeah, they are, yeah, for a good one. I mean, you know, they try to match it up with your hair color and everything like that and, and a little bit with the style you had. And, and, and uh, you wore it faithfully? Wore it faithfully for about uh, 18 months. Mm-hmm. I remember... Uh, I remember when Kristen lost all her hair, yeah, and and uh, somebody bought her a wig as well. And when she was wearing that wig, uh, one day a friend pulled up in the in the parking lot and he looked over and he said, "Kristen, is 
is that your hair? <laughs> and she grabbed that wig and yanked it off, and she said, nope, it's all fake. <laughs> That's great. I remember getting up in front of the church one time and telling them I knew what a bad hair day was. <laughs> You know, um, in the midst of all all the radiation, all the chemo, all the mm-hmm. surgeries, all the junk, yeah. uh, laughter is like good medicine. It is. Mm-hmm. If you don't keep a positive attitude about cancer, about it, whatever you've got, I mean, you've got to keep positive. You've mm-hmm. got to keep looking at the bright side. You've got to keep looking at the hope you have in Christ. Uh, uh, Amen. Okay, okay. And, and uh, uh, Rich, I'm going to j- just jump into you just real quickly. Uh, your story. You mm-hmm. five and a half years ago, because mm-hmm. um, we're going to come back to that. How do we walk in with joy, yeah. and how do we walk with laughter and, and and peace of heart in the midst of great struggle and yeah. and difficulty and all the junk that sometimes life throws at us. Rich, five and a half years ago, you came down with cancer. Yes, I did. And what uh, what did the doctor tell you? Um, originally, after my diagnosis and the biopsy, they had uh, came to me and, and said that if we do nothing, you have about three months to live if we do nothing. And what went through your mind? Well, you know, that's kind of what happens uh, to, uh, I, I guess, most people when they have the C word uh, con- <laughs> confronted in them, uh, they, they, they kind of go through this tunnel vision. Right, uh, you mm-hmm. kind of shut down. Um, my wife was with me, um, uh, and uh, she also kind of went through a tunnel vision as well. She kind of shut down. Um, uh, so it's kind of like uh, you know the the Charlie Brown movies and our shows. You know, wah 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 wah. That's all you hear, right? <laughs> that's all you hear after they tell you that you're. You've got three you, months you, to live. You, you, you got three months to live if you do yeah. nothing. And mm-hmm. and so, but they immediately did what, though? Yes, they set me up. Actually, they st- started going down the options that I had, um, uh, whether it was radiation or whether it was uh, surgery. And we opted for surgery um, to re- remove the prostate. Uh, so that's what they had set me up for uh, immediately after that. Because you already had stage, it was stage four. Stage four. Stage yes. four. Mm-hmm. And surgery was the best option at the time. Yes. And uh, you went through that surgery. Yes. And uh, we're going to continue to unpack that story, but we need to take okay. a break here. Yes. So, hey. Chad's here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I'm glad to be here. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to unpack more of the story. And I can't wait to hear more of it here on Solid Steps Radio. All right. Welcome back. We're here on Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. I'm here with Kurt Souter and we're back with Mike Graham and Rich Lamaster. And we're talking to two guys who are fighting the fight with perseverance. That's what it says. It says, run the race with perseverance. And we got two guys here are persevering through cancer diagnosis and living through and not just surviving, but thriving through it. And uh, and I just had a little, little late getting here because we had a little 
little traffic jam, so I apologize. But uh, I want to thank everyone for listening today. And uh, if you need some new carpet and flooring and you need to persevere through the flooring that you have in your house with new flooring, <laughs> you need to go to Carol Rogers Carpet One and get some new flooring from those guys. And also Ellen and Credit Union. Use them, folks, if you need to, any of your financial needs. We want to thank them for uh, for sponsoring the show. And if you want to hear more about our shows in the past or current, if you're just checking this out, um, please listen to us Facebook. You can go to solidsteps.com and you can type in Solid Steps Radio. You can go to iTunes and do the same thing. And we're here and talking with Mike Graham today, who, you know, if you're just joining us, he has had cancer for 28 years. So it's been dead 28 years ago. He's got 20, he's had 28 years of living with cancer. He currently has four different types of cancer right now. And I told him, I said, man, with that, they should at least name one of these cancers after him. <laughs> I mean, if Lou Gehrig gets one, like Lou Gehrig's disease, he got a can- disease named after him. I think Mike has earned the right to have one named after, after him. After 28 years, you're supposed to, it's supposed to be dead. Some people yeah. work 28 years and then retire. <laughs> Golly. So we want to hear from these guys, Mike and Rich. I mean, because some people get a diagnosis and it's it's... It's not good. It's never good to get a diagnosis with cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people have days or weeks or months, and, and we want to talk. How do you have a perspective when you get the big C word? That's right. Because the, the Bible does teach that blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Because right. when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Mm-hmm. It comes mm-hmm. out of James chapter 1. And... Uh, you know, I, I, I jotted in my notes, um, you know, basically the theme of the show is how to live when, you, when you're supposed to die. <laughs> and uh, that's both of you guys. You yeah. guys have were given diagnosis. You're, you know, you're mm-hmm. supposed to die, and yet you're continuing to live. Um, Rich, you, you, at the end of the last segment, you talked about you, you were diagnosed five and a half years ago. They gave you three months to live if you do nothing. Yes. He said, well, well we give you, we're going to give you some options. You chose surgery. They gave you surgery. And then, uh, then what happened? Uh, well, let me back up a little bit because I think it's kind of important for people to know that doctors um, won't necessarily, they will give you options, but they won't necessarily make the decision for you. Right. And there I had a really good, good um, connection with my doctor, my urologist at the time. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I, I couldn't make the decision on what to do. I, I, cu- I couldn't. I, I just I didn't know. Right. And I looked at the, my doctors and I said, you guys are the medical doctors. You tell me what I should do. You you tell me what I should do. I don't know. I'm not a medical doctor. Right. And uh, they hemmed and hauled and they wouldn't for a while for days I had multiple appointments going back on making this decision. The last appointment that I went back, my urologist looked at me and he said, Rich, he said, uh, if I was giving advice to my own son, I would say, have the surgery. So he broke down and he kind of crossed boundaries there um, with the, his own medical boundaries mm. that he should, should, he, he should not have said that. But that meant a lot to me. That meant a ton to me because I was in no condition to make those types of decisions. Yeah, right? emotionally you are, I, I'm assuming you're kind of a train wreck. Yes. Your wife is, I'm sure, a train wreck. Absolutely. And you're supposed to make this enormous decision. Yeah. Absolutely. Throw it back to the doctor and like, hey, yeah. I, I remember when Kristen, she, she looked at the doctor and she just said, no, if this was your daughter, 
Yes. Would you make this call? And uh, that, yeah, they, they, they weighed in. Yes. So, so after after that, you, you have surgery, and then what happened? You you were you were really cl- cleared for some a period of time. Yeah. How 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 that works? How prostate cancer basically works is is there's a blood test that they take, uh, and they monitor your PSA number. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had told me that um, after surgery, um, you know removing the prostate that's going to bring your numbers straight down right that's going to bring your numbers to a a normal level Um, that didn't happen with me Uh, when they removed the prostate they also um, told me that it was already in the lymph nodes uh, and they had to take some nerve endings and whatnot Uh, and but they did expect the blood the test levels to go straight down after the the cancer they said after the cancer was removed that didn't happen with me, and it took me about a year, a year and a half to get my blood levels down to normal. Uh, so that's when they were really concerned, and they knew that the cancer was still in my body, uh, regardless of removing what they thought was causing the cancer in the first place. Because they, they basically told you, in, at stage four cancer, you're going to have cancer the rest of your life. That's correct, yes. And this is not, this is not curable. No, this is not. You know, we're, we're, we're dealing with this. Um, when they told you that, what went through your mind? You know, at that point, because the surgery happened pretty quick. So at that point, I was still kind of going through the motions uh, every day, uh, just kind of going through the regular motions that, that I, I, I still worked. Um, I, I still work daily. Um, but, <laughs> you know, you, you just kind of go through the motions and you're kind of still in that fog and you're kind of in that tunnel vision, you mm. know. So I, what I was going through my mind at that time is, okay, I just got to do whatever my doctor says my next step is, right? Um, and uh, okay, so today I have a, uh, another appointment to find the results of this blood test. Uh, my, blood t- my blood test results were so high. Um, so, uh, you know, you, you, okay, so you set up another, another appointment for the next blood test and the next blood test and the next blood test and, and you keep going like that until finally uh you know my numbers did come down so i so i was just going through the motions i i, I you know you just kind of take one step in front of the other you don't you do. think about next week all you got is right in front of you you yes. don't really know how long you're going to live right and right. and so okay so now fast forward because uh, in the summer of 15 yes the cancer came back yes and and then what happened? Uh, they set me up on chemotherapy. They went ahead and um, you know set me up for uh, six sessions of chemotherapy. Um, uh, every three weeks, I would have uh, a, a chemotherapy session. Um, and uh, you know, uh, of course, you like Mike. Like my yeah. You lost me. all your hair. Yeah. You like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I was actually sitting there. Uh, just I work from home. So I was actually doing my job, and I just kind of ran my fingers through my uh, hair, and there was a huge big clump of hair. And the first thing I did was call my wife, and I said, Jerry, I think, I think I'm going to lose my hair. And she said, okay, well, don't panic, you know. And, and I said, I, I, for whatever reason, I, I, it kind of made me feel 
kind of made me feel dirty. Yeah. So I got in the shower, right? And I, I don't know. And, and I got in the shower and then the drain just got clogged, yeah. you know, and water started filling up. <laughs> I was like, and Sherry came home at that time and, and she looked down and she said, oh my. <laughs> and at that point, Sherry took, took kind of took the next step. She goes, we're going to go ahead and shave your head. You know, we're not going to wait for for all for this, all this to, uh, right. slowly fall slowly out. Fall, that's right. She says, we're going to go ahead and shave your head. And I said, okay. <laughs> now, listeners, so. if you could see Rich today, he's got a full head of hair, yeah. and he's doing great. <laughs> Mike is still challenged. and uh, <laughs> There it is. Every show we talk about hair. Every yeah, we talk, show. <laughs> every show we we got to bring this hair thing in. So, uh, so when you, when you when you lost all your hair, um, and and when the, when the cancer came back, <laughs> talk with us a little bit about your bride. What <laughs> was what was going through her heart and mind? Yeah, you know what? It's a journey. Uh, it's a journey for the person who has cancer, and it's a journey, a separate journey for the person who loves you, who is watching you go through cancer. Totally separate journey. Um, but she has all the same emotions that you go through as a cancer patient. Uh, you know, as a cancer patient, you have fear, you have uh, anger, you have an anger at God at one point I did. Um, and, and she has all the same emotions that um, she goes through. Uh, and you're kind of going parallel. You're kind of walking beside each other going, you know, walking beside each other parallel going through your own set of emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Sherry is always, has always been a, an encourager to me. Mm-hmm. She has always been there as a, a very, very much. An, and she would even... Even at times when I would need harsh love, <laughs> she tough would love. be there. Tough love, <laughs> yes. She would be there, and she she would you know snap me out of of uh, you know places that I would be along my journey if I was ever getting depressed because you do. Uh, uh, there's uh, times when you get really depressed and really uh, you know don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, she would she would sit beside me lovingly and say you need to snap out of this <laughs> she, get, she would get say, with get with the program absolutely you know rich um i, I remember you told me this uh, i think earlier that uh, a few months ago you said to me that cancer though that that was the wake-up call for you spiritually absolutely and we're gonna uh we're gonna talk about that more in depth and how god has used this cancer in both of your lives for spiritual growth and transformation not only for you but for the people who have watched you and have loved you. So we're going to talk about that, but we need to take a break. We'll take a break, and we're going to come back for our next segment and talk more about the journey of cancer and what that means to us as men who has that and then maybe our spouses who are going along the side of the journey with us. So we'll take a break and be back on Solid Steps Radio. 